You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Now he is here, our vet Pete Weatherburn. We're lashing through this morning. I know that we'd like to uh, play some more music, but this uh, what happened last night, as people called it, the uh, night of the proms, the promissory note, <laughs> happened last night <laughs> in the Dáil has sort of taken up some time today. So uh, we have to lash through. Um, and Pete Weatherburn was due to come into us, our vet. You're very welcome, Pete. Thank you for coming in today. Good morning. And what are we talking about today again? Microchips. Yeah, it? well, there was a, there was, this is an old subject, we've talked about microchips before, but there was some significant news yesterday in that the UK government announced that from April 2016, three years away, it'll become compulsory for all dogs in England to be microchipped. Compulsory for all dogs. So that's a big deal. Um, and it's likely that the, the Welsh government yesterday also said, we're probably going to introduce compulsory microchipping um, at the same time or before then. Um, and in Northern Ireland, it's been compulsory since last year for all dogs to be microchipped. So um, this is following an international trend. In France, it's now compulsory for all dogs and cats to be microchipped. Uh, so... Looking at this, I think it seems very likely that um, the Irish government at some stage will, will, will follow the same um, pattern. Uh, and so I think it's something that's of interest to pet owners here. And give us the nuts and bolts of expense for that. Well, um, microchipping costs... It, the cost of it is somewhere between, I don't know, 20 and 50 euro depending on various factors in the uk what to get out to help the government get over that problem of enforcing a cost on the populace um some of the big charities like um, dogs trust and the kennel club have said that they're going to um enable microchipping for free um at least during the introductory phase so that people don't have an excuse not to microchip their pet in fact in the uk already something like 60 percent of dog owners have their dogs microchipped it's widely recognized it's a sensible thing to do anyway like um you build it into part of your setup costs when you get a dog and it means that the dog has a has a is permanently linked to you so that you, you know you're not going to lose your dog it's not going to be stolen because it has a it carries a code which tells people that the dog belongs to you so responsible dog owners tend to get this done anyway so in some senses it's not going to make that much difference it's just going to encourage the perhaps the less responsible dog owners to become more responsible for their pets and that's what this is all about sanction if you don't have it beg your pardon sanction if you don't get your Yes, it's, it's going to become just... Do you have the oh, dog confiscated oh, or what? Gonna charge, you know, gonna, in, in England, they're going to give you a 500 quid fine. So, you know, at, at, the, at the moment, um, you're meant, your dog's meant to have a collar and tag under the law. In, in England and in Ireland as well. You're obli- obliged to, to have your dog wear an ID tag all the time. But... Do you think that's enforced at all? Do you think anybody ever no. gets... No, because it's, it's too easy to have an excuse. So some dog warden comes along and says, your dog's not carrying an ID tag. No, I'm just writing out a fine for you. And you'll say, oh, hang on a second, it did have one on just two minutes ago. It must have just fallen off. Darn it. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Whereas microchipping is much harder to dodge. You, you can't have excuses like that for microchipping. Um, and it would be very easy for a, a dog warden or a little warden or a guard or whoever to pass the microchip scanner over your dog and find out instantly whether there's a chip there or and not. And where's the central records for the microchipping? In the UK, there's three main databases. Uh, and Are they what, linked? Um, they're, they're not... They're linked in kind of roundabout ways, I think, as in 
like there's a central European database which they all feed information into. So if your dog goes missing, you just need to go to that central, or if you find a dog, you go to that central database and you look up the microchip and it will tell you which one of the three big ones to go to. So they're, they're what they call, uh, you know, officially accredited databases. So your dog has to be microchipped and registered with one of those main databases. That's how it works. But it's not just for lost dogs, by the way. It's also to, to, to make people responsible for their dogs. Um, there's been a lot of talk over the years um, when when there are dog bites, you know, and and and, and um, especially when children are badly injured or even killed by dogs, you know, there's, there's a lot of palaver in the media, understandably. And one of the issues is, you know, who who is actually responsible when that happens? Is it that the dog is a a bad dog, like is it um, because of the breed of the dog, or is it the dog was badly trained, or what is the story? But the bottom line is that animals aren't responsible for their own actions. Humans are responsible f for what f you know. The hum there's always a human in charge of the dog, and what microchipping does is it inextricably links a human to a dog. So now, if a dog does something um, where there are, uh, if you like. Um, financial consequences, whether it's injury to a person or injury to property, um, now um, a human will definitely be, be, be able to be made responsible. And the whole idea of that is that it means that people should be um, forced to take more care to make sure that their, their pets don't do things which um, cause problems for other people. And that's kind of partly what's behind the thinking right. of this. Okay, um, just a, a question in there. Oh, by the way, um, you, you expect the legislation here eventually, do you? I, a, I think it's logical legislation. I think there's right. a good okay. reason for it. And I think it will because with all the, the puppy stuff as well. That's that. It also, force puppy breeders to be responsible yeah. for what happens to the pups as they grow older. If you breed a dodgy pup, um, you'll now be able to be tracked back to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, hi, Pete. My dog has got a fierce appetite at the moment, but it's all coming out the other end very gooey. Uh, so it's not mm. sick, but it's a bit gooey. Okay, well, that's a really common problem, and there's lots of reasons. Dogs eat at them, do they? Dogs are scavengers yeah. by nature, and so they, they and they, they, although they they'll eat just about anything, that doesn't mean that, that their digestive system can cope with just about anything. And the, the common cons consequences are simple: if a dog eats something that irritates its stomach, it regurgitates or vomits the food, whatever it's taken. It comes out the front end. If the irritant substance gets further down the digestive tract, well, then it is ejected rapidly from the rear end, and that means um, um, runny poos. So the first thing when a dog has um, an upset stomach is to look at what the dog's been eating. And the first advice to somebody with a dog in that situation is fast a dog for 24 hours, just water for 24 hours, and then a bland diet. And when I say a bland diet, I mean something like... Um, cooked chicken and boiled rice and and if you feed the dog a very bland diet for two days then gradually reintroduce the, the standard diet that will sort out most causes of right. uh, so serious well it is potentially serious if you do that and it doesn't get better or if at any time you see blood in the runny poo or indeed if your dog becomes miserable and dull and depressed then you need to go and see the vet but for a simple problem like the, the listener just um, mentioned um, taking that approach is usually adequate very good. Okay, Pete. Oh, all right. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Are uh, you microchipped yourself? Does everybody know where you are uh, from Brave Vest? <laughs> <laughs> People worry about that. Yeah. Dogs first, humans yeah. next. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pete Weatherburn, our vet from Bray Vet, old Connor in Bray, and he's got his website, which is petethevet.com. Thanks very much indeed, Pete.